I know a girl, named Boney, Maroney, she says. Death, to the shit turds. Now, let's continue with the John Carpenter retrospective with, Christine. Holy shit! Welcome Laser Nation to the Banana Laser Horror Podcast, the podcast that has to be peeled to be believed exclusively at horophilia.com with your trio of sexy hosts, Alex Edwards. Are you fucking with me? Dave Z. Hey yo, I'm a pretty simple guy. And Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. The potassium starts now. What's up, Laser Nation, and welcome to episode 43 of Banana Laser. My name is Matt, or if you're nasty, it's Wazell, and with me, as always, is Dave Z. What the fuck is up, Dave Z? Hey, yo. What's up, shitters? And also, pulling up the rear, he's still here, Mr. Alex Edwards. Dave stole my opening line. Oh, that just means we're both smart. How did you remember he said shitters? Hey, at, <laughs> le- at least he didn't give you a reach around, grab your <laughs> cock, and squeeze as hard as he could. I mean, true. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. true. So here we are, lasers. Hmm, I wonder where that originated from. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> What's up, banana lasers? Nice. And welcome to another episode. The John Crapper Retrospective. This is Christine. Your name. Hello, Christine. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) And with me, as always, is the man who needs no introduction, the grand wizard of the banana laser clan, Mr. Matt Wazell. I love how Matt chose to call people lasers instead of the typical bananas. Uh-uh. I'd call them lasers. Oh, you invented that? Well, it just said yeah, it happened. it was Dave. Yeah, well, said... it just happened one day at the end of the show. I said, <clears throat> later lasers, and that, that's how it began. Wow. Yeah, it was just... It's <clears throat> a great idea. It just happened. Most people would call people bananas. Yeah, but that's... <laughs> yeah, it just rolls right off the tongue. Hey, bananas. Um, okay, I'm going to start for real now. You ready? For real. Oh, I got Matt, it. The man who owned that car last died in it. And welcome back to our John Carpenter retrospective. This time we're talking about the film Christine from 1983. And this movie came out four years after his release of Halloween. A quick synopsis is, oh, this would be really quick. A nerdish boy buys a strange car with an evil mind of its own, and his nature starts to change to reflect it. This is a John Carpenter movie, but it's based on a Stephen King novel, and I brought it up on the last show, 
how John Carpenter's name is always above title on these movies. And I thought it was this would be an opportunity for them to have it be Stephen King's Christine. Do you guys think that's strange that Carpenter still took top billing over this movie? I never thought about it until you said that, and I do agree, though. <clears throat> it's, like, really pompous. Mm-hmm. Right, because... I never thought about it. And I know this is one of Stephen King's earlier works, and, in fact, I think they were writing it kind of simultaneously. Uh, I think this was right after Stephen King kind of broke, so maybe, you know, he still wasn't as big Mm-mm. of a guy that he is today. It's not even that. Actually, King was so fucking big when oh. this he was making such a splash when they did this. This movie was made before the book even came out, like out on shelves. That All they knew is that Stephen King was writing a book and it was going to be made into a movie. They made the fucking movie. By the time the movie came out, the hardcover was number 10. And the paperback was number one in fucking in, in books. Yeah. He was so hot because it was coming off the heels of, well, first there was Carrie, Carrie. Uh, of course. Then there was The Shining, Creepshow, Cujo, and The Dead Zone. Boom, 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 boom. He was just a big name in the written world and in, you know, in the movie world now. This was so, when he was getting huge. So is the story, do you know, are you familiar with the book? Is the story similar? Yes. It's similar, but of course, with everything, King, it's very character driven. Mm-hmm. Um, where this movie, they have time to get into the character, but a lot was left out. I guess as we go forward with this, I'll be able to say, well, in the book this happened or why, because it actually did kind of affect some of the plot of the movie that they left out the character. But mm-hmm. overall, still a fan of, of the movie and the book, but changes were made, yeah. That, yeah, I can see Stephen King getting more into possibly the mind of Christine or and exactly um, what you know what is happening with the car it, it was actually more the opposite they made this movie more about the car than the book was because in huh. this movie you see the birth of the car in the fucking in the shop and everything else and it was kind of all about the car where in the movie it was more about the possession if you will of Ernie it was uh in in the old man um who owned it before his name was Roland whatever he was in the back seat sitting there talking to fucking Arnie, telling him all the stuff and what to do and everything else. And he was basically possessing him. He was also like a decaying corpse and he was getting worse throughout the movie. <laughs> yeah. Part of me, the book. And uh, they decided to scrap it because it was shortly after American Werewolf in London came out and they kind of did the same thing in that movie. Oh yeah. His friend was <clears throat> following him around. Yeah. Right. In limbo. Yeah. And that's what it was. And he was saying all this stuff. And he, as Arnie's driving around in the back seat, as Arnie's driving around, this Roland, whatever, I'll, I'll get it soon. But he was in the back seat saying this, this, and this, and helping to possess his mind. But it was, you know, they left it out because it just wouldn't have worked. And there wasn't enough time and everything else. So, and the matter of fact, the guy that sells the car in, in this movie, the brother, that character doesn't even exist in the book. Matter of fact, uh, the guy, Roland, the original owner, he sells it to him and then dies uh, shortly afterwards. And there's a lot about that. He, Yeah, they, they really get in deep. But that's what King does, you know? So this car, it's just one of those cars that it's, you know, uniquely designed. And, and on the taillights, how it kind of, you know, on the trunk end, kind of curls up kind of to a point like some Spock ears. So every time in my childhood, I w- if I saw a car that had that at all, it was a Christine car. Doesn't matter if it was yellow, checkered, 
or anything. It's like Cujo dog. Or like the Jaws shark, you know, whenever you see that type of shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in case you were out um, swimming or what's that shit? You see a great white in passing. Yeah, yeah. Scuba diving. All the time. Oh, Maybe um, water skiing, jumping the shark, maybe. <laughs> Do you think Fonzie jumped the Jaws shark? Definitely. Fuck. Um, all right, let's get into the movie. Um, let's go down the cast list a little bit here. We got our main man, Arnie Cunningham, played by <laughs> Keith Gordon, uh, or as I remember him as the weirdo from Back to School. Exactly. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Melon. Knock your teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> and he fights the, the jerk-off from uh, Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're diving and shit. They're in the fucking diving competition. Oh god, Triple Wendy. <laughs> yeah, Triple Wendy. <laughs> what? A... Awesome. Thornton Mellon was that the kid or was yeah. that? Yeah, yeah Thornton. Yeah, I have that on Blu-ray. Believe it or not, I like that. It's movie. a good movie. Yeah, it's got, I'm I'm a Rodney guy, so yeah, I'm all for mm-hmm. it. Uh, we got his best friend Dennis, played by John Stockwell, who I remember from My Science Project. Really? You did a science project about John Stockton? Oh, <laughs> well, he's so dreamy. <laughs> wow, Jeez, okay. You get, yeah, you get that letter jacket on him. Um, then we got uh, the love interest, uh, Lay, or Lee. What is it? Lay. I like the layer. <laughs> Lee, uh, played by Alexandra Paul, and I remember her from Baywatch. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Believe it that or not. That was her. She yeah. chopped her hair. Mm-hmm. She had oh. extremely short hair. Oh. And she probably had the worst body on that show, too. Oh, dude. But Just nowadays, I'll tell you what. Her hair's long again. She looks, she's fucking straight milfing. Wow, I can't right. believe that was her on Baywatch. Son of yeah. a bitch. All right. And you also have Will Darnell, the uh, car shop owner, played by Robert Proxy. And I remember him as the host of the horror movie show on Gremlins 2. Yeah, right. What? He was like, yeah, he was like a, dressed up as Dracula or something. He did some <laughs> like Elvira type horror no host. Shit. I've he seen was... Gremlins too. I just forgot that was him or never knew. Mm-hmm. He was really good in this movie, actually. He really oh. played the character well. Like, he's a character actor uh, role. A lot of good characters in this movie, I think. We also got Detective Jenkins, played by Harry Dean Stanton, who is just awesome and everything. But I remember him most specifically from Alien. But let's talk about the cast. Um, I actually really enjoy pretty much all the acting and the the actor picks to play these roles. The the Cunningham kid, his friend, the the his parents are just straight assholes. I and and across the board, like you said, the guy who owns the garage was great. As far as the acting goes, I really didn't have with uh, anybody. In I it. did with who? I knew that was coming. Alex is gonna say he didn't like the girls acting. Weak. Oh, is that no. right? No, no, no. Oh fuck! Really? Mm-hmm. I thought everyone was. I, th- I thought she was the weakest link, and not mm-hmm. not that, yeah. not even that weak. But let's hear it. Let's, what do you got? It's not necessarily the acting, but the casting. I mean, they got this forty-year-old, gay-looking John Travolta, which is redundant. Oh, he's uh, great though. Oh, he's awesome. A gay yes. John John Travolta. Yeah, John Travolta is gay. We've already yeah, that's right. it's redundant, right? right. In UA, right? But. It was just like they fucking, they, they couldn't get Travolta, I guess, at this point. So they looked back at Carrie and they said, let's get a guy just like fucking the Travolta guy in Carrie and put him in this movie. And it's totally fucking him. I think he's great. Oh, I know, but he graduated him? high school 20 years before this movie was filmed. He's definitely in his late 30s. I actually looked it up. You won't even believe it. He was only 24. See? Holy shit. 
He looked 35 years old. Uh, no, you know what? I'm 35. I think I would look younger if uh, it cast me and I was doing that. I don't know. You got those down syndrome eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> that guy was awesome. His whole crew were some standouts, I think. You got mm-hmm. him. I love You got him. Ted, yeah. right, from Friday 2. Ted, hey, Ted! <laughs> oh, wrong Ted. <laughs> wrong Ted, but still pretty good. Uh, you got the round guy, and then you got the skinny dude with the afro who was in the beginning of Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was him. How about this? If you combine the round guy with the skinny dude with the afro together, if they have a love Seth child... Seth Rogen. Shelly from part three. Oh, Shelly. <laughs> wow, you, you combined combined and round. <laughs> so the movie opens with the car actually coming down the well no let's start before that the movie opens with opening credits and there's no (laughs) music but there's the the car starts the car revs and then just idles for the whole time while the credits played and i thought that was great i mean it really got you in the mood of wanting to know what this car was about. I dig that whole fucking opening sequence. Yes. I, I only like that song because of this movie. I think most people know the song from this movie. I didn't know. Yeah. I knew when Al Bundy, uh, he was having a bad day. <laughs> and he got in his car. <laughs> no, I think it actually is from Aaron Children at some point. But I, think that's, I think so too. Yeah, yeah that's mostly it, yeah. how I remember it. But yeah. It's from Beavis and Butthead, too, if you recall. The movie? No, no, no. Just the show. It was one of the videos oh. they did their thing on. And he said, oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, you remember? And he goes, um, this song's about a boner or something. And, <laughs> and he's boner. like, uh, he goes, I never had a bad, but he goes, a bad boner. And he goes, how do you have a bad boner? And he goes, Beavis is like, I had a bad boner once. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes I forgot what it was, but he, he goes, uh, I had chicken pox or something. And I had um, Band-Aids on my hand. I don't know, some fucking shit. Bottom line was the joke was he couldn't jerk off. So it was a bad boner. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Bad no. to the boner. Yes. But honestly, that song, I, I'm not a fan of George Thorogood or that song, except I'm a fan of that song just because of this movie. That that was you know what I was trying to say. It's just one of those associations, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I like some of his songs. You know, one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. I drink alone. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, there you go. See? That looks a song. Yeah, with nobody else. Actually, I'm more of an air supply guy. <laughs> we have some more air supply on the show. So, yeah, we see the car come down the assembly line, and we get, right off the bat, a kill. Guy, the, the hood smashes one of the worker's hands, and then, seconds later, an asshole decides to sit in the car and... I don't know. I guess he was going to jerk off or something. I have no idea. But then they're smoking, and the car doesn't like this. And I guess it kills him with fumes. Is that what happens? He, like, chokes to death, right? They don't show anything. You just see the aftermath. I just assumed he had a heart attack. Ah. Instant death. I don't know. That's just what I came with. Really? You don't think the car had anything to do with it? Oh, of course the car had everything to do with it. But I don't think there was... It was be like I didn't see the car any fumes or anything. I just saw the guy was dead. So I assume when they did the autopsy, cause of death would have been like heart attack or you know what mm-hmm. I mean, just mm-hmm. dropped. But isn't that something that the car? We find out later in the movie that the car did do that. You know, didn't they talk about that asshole in the movie? The, the previous owner he killed himself in the car by the fumes, right? 
Yeah, intentionally with the yeah. fucking yeah. With the hose, he said though. Right. Oh, okay. See, I yeah. thought it was the car that killed him. Well, the car ultimately led him to that, but the thing is, and people did choke. Didn't he say his daughter choked to death in it or something? The original owner, mm-hmm. and then we see yeah, right. later on Lee almost chokes to death. So I hear you. I think uh, the car could probably do anything. But you're right though. Pretty much everything you see. The car does something, so maybe the guy did choke. They just didn't show that part. We just because we only saw the aftermath, right? Mm-hmm. They open the door, and the guy fucking falls out. I really like how the radio only plays like fifties rock and roll and pop music. It's, it's uh, awesome. Yeah, bye yeah. bye love, bye bye happiness, <laughs> hello loneliness, think I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and yeah. it's always it speaks to people like yes. they want to break into the car. It's like you never get it in here, no way, no help. Keep on like, Go back to Alex's song. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that was a really good not song. getting in here, no way, no. That was how. a parody, man. <laughs> <laughs> No way, uh, no how, you ain't getting in. Yeah, you know, like what would that relate to in a song? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. but you know what though, Alex? That's a that's a good point. It's fucking brilliant the way they put the songs for every situation. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very smart. Even the very first song you hear it play is not fade away. Right off the bat, it's singing a love song, and it's you know our love is real, not fade away. That was in the fucking when the car was created. You know, so right off the bat, it's a, it's this fucking thing all about dedicating itself to one thing. And I got to say, I like the transition because then when it cuts to 1978, you see um, Dennis driving and there's an updated version of Not Fade Away playing. So they took oh, this okay. song. I and, thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was really cool then because I'm like, this song sounds almost just like the other song. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. It was on purpose. <laughs> Introduced to our main characters, fucking Arnie is a. I, I like these guys' relationship. Arnie is a super awkward fucking dork, and then this guy is like a a popular, good looking, uh, like a running back or something for the football team. Mm, man, well, you like him? Well, yeah. Yeah, like I think he might ask me to the dance, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but isn't it funny? Like, you'd never see this kind of relationship, I think, in right. cinema. Not that it doesn't happen in real life, but it's just right. odd that they would choose this pairing. But I guess not, because that's what the dynamic of the whole relationship is. Last night, we were playing Scrabble, and it's like neck and neck between me and her. We blew my dad away early. Huh? So right at the end, I had this choice of putting down ratio for like five lousy points, or... But what, Arnie? Fellatio. On a triple word score for 24 points in the game? What'd she do? She wouldn't let me have it. She won by seven points because she said obscenity's not allowed in Scrabble. Yeah. And I looked it up and it's in the dictionary. Sure, That's what I like about this movie is that it's not necessarily a thrill ride or a, you know frightening start to finish. It's like about these guys. And it's more like a Pretty in Pink, but like the male version. 
for like the first 40 minutes of this movie because it's just about their relationships and yeah i could dig it so pretty in red because <laughs> of the car the color of the car <laughs> uh, didn't you think that though i mean it's like so much time is given to these guys being friends and how you know awkward they are in certain social situations and yeah sure and then how it turns around it. later you know how they i don't want to say they reverse roles because because dennis doesn't become a dork but in the relationship um Arnie, as he becomes what he becomes, he, he he has the upper hand in the relationship, and even in the deleted scenes, it, it's they expand on that a little more. Where it, it, it he almost straight up bullies him at one point, which is strange because he never did that to him. But whatever, he was becoming some something else. The so. car is twisting his brain. Yes. Yeah. Arnie Cuntingham. <laughs> Why doesn't it say Cuntingham? So let's talk more about this fight that they get to. And at lunch, <laughs> now we talked about these four assholes in the wood shop, but why is this fucking dude, this John Travolta wannabe, why is he even doing this? The motivation of the picking on a guy seems sort of like natural. I was, I'm wondering why he's uh, grabbing the guy's cock and squeezing it. <laughs> yes, right. Who does that? Uh, doesn't he ask him, "Do you like that, John Travolta?" <laughs> No, that wasn't him. It was, a, no. it was the round guy. It was the fat yes. guy. Oh, Correct. right, 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 right. And yeah. the round guy grabbed Dennis's cock and fucking squeezed it. Oh, man. I think the Travolta guy was mad that he w- he was like, hey, <laughs> I do that at the end. <laughs> That's my move. Done the knife reprint. You want to make me put it down? Hey, you got a knife and he doesn't. In my book, that makes you a chicken shit. Yeah, it's chicken shit. I, I figured it out. It's shop class. Um, and he even mentioned something on the ride in. He goes, my parents are are, are are giving me shit because I want to take shop class. And shop class is primarily that kind of crowd, like the, the whatever. What the fuck's the kid's name? Buddy. Um... Buddy. Buddy okay. Lembeck. Buddy Lembeck. Charles yeah. in charge. <laughs> okay, Buddy, right? Buddy, whatever the fuck is name. It'll come to me. But that's more his crowd. It's the metalheads and the guys that know about shit like that. It's not something you would see like a dork taking. He would be more into a different class. He'd probably even take home mech before he took fucking shop, if given the choice. But he was there, so he, you know, it was a real clandestine environment. You had the bullies and the fucking metalheads, whatever, all together, and they have this fucking, this douchebag in class, and, you know, they're going to pick on him because what the fuck are you doing here? This is our, you're, this is our shit. They're not supposed to be fucking geeks in the shop class. Come on. Geeks. Yeah, so after the teacher shows up and breaks it up and stuff. How fucking funny was it when he told Buddy to go to the office and then Buddy's got to get in one more jab towards Arnie and he kind of like spins around and says (laughs) something. I'll fix you. You're going to wish you were never fucking born. You're going to wish you were never fucking born. (laughs) Yeah, he did that. He really likes to try to get people to flinch yeah <laughs> but the three times he did it nobody ever flinched. nobody nobody <laughs> not even Artie. he just stood there with that blank stare at his on his face like the way ralphie looked at santa claus when he was like oh oh like he just stared at him like okay <laughs> just so awkward he was yeah. even in the teacher's face and he was doing his little thing and at the end he goes fuck he gets real close to him like, <laughs> yeah fuck. yeah the guy still didn't flinch i'm like what 
I would have flinched. Anybody I would have flinched. Be, yeah. Just it's natural reaction. But you know what the it is? Thing- the actors knew it was coming, though. Yeah, <laughs> so but- they were like, I ain't fl- I'm going to be the badass this movie. <laughs> yeah, the shop teacher. <laughs> I flinched for that shit. I know he's going to do it, so I'm just going to stand here. And Arnie didn't flinch probably because his glasses were broken at that point. You couldn't see. Good call. <laughs> I loved how he was like Thelma from fucking Scooby-Doo on his hands and knees, literally just pawing at the ground like, I'm totally blind without these. <laughs> right, <so Mr>. Velma. <laughs> this doesn't say Arnie Cuntingham. I always love that line. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. This is one of the movies that I grew up watching Mm-hmm. on hbo it, it got a lot of airtime on hbo so i've seen it a bunch as a kid and something about these scenes in particular you know dealing with the bullies and stuff like that just really resonated in my mind him calling him cuntingham cutting the the lunch open even when he walks really slow over to just <laughs> barely step on the glasses I, yes. I just like how all these shots are set up and the look and the feel of the entire movie. So, Agreed. It's, it's odd, though, because I I don't know if, if watching it at this point in the movie, I would say this is a Carpenter movie. I feel like every other movie that came out before this, I would have already said this is a John Carpenter movie. It just didn't feel... Maybe it's the soundtrack wasn't hmm, as what? Really? in your face. I don't know. Yeah, it was not in your face at all. There was a couple... You know, You know what they did have? They had the dr- the drops, the carpenter like, yes. like whatever it is like, uh, oh, and yeah. they were all from Halloween three, like yeah, when the headlights went on, yeah, very Halloween three. Like when the headlights went, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, we can't. For some reason I can't imitate it, but you know that that sound. That's like a cat dying over here, but but other than that. There was nothing that super memorable, right? No, well, nothing besides that. I don't know. I, I think the way it was shot, I think that it, it seemed, especially the beginning, it was, I know Dean, Dean Cundy wasn't the, the cinematographer here or anything, but there was a lot of wide shots. It almost reminded me of Halloween in the beginning when you see Denny driving the car and when he goes to the house. I, I, I'm not sure where this is supposed to take place, but it reminded me of the Halloween, how they tried to make California look like Illinois, shit like that. I kept thinking of that the way the neighborhood looked. And mm-hmm. once again, just just the long shots. There was a lot of that in the movie. To me, it was shot like a Carpenter movie. So I granted the the soundtrack wasn't over the top. It wasn't used very often, but when it was used, it was unquestionably Carpenter. That's how I feel. I'm not knocking this at all. I just felt like it didn't scream John Carpenter to me like some of his other movies. Because I really enjoyed everything you said, like the the shots, everything looked great, very cinematic. Can I ask something about the car? No, moving on. What I don't understand is, and I'm sure it could be explained, and even I, even asking, I, I would come up with my own explanation. But if the car has all new parts to it, then how is it really Christine? And how does it, con- like, it must be an aura around some part of the car that controls it like how doesn't it exist within the metal and stuff like i don't even understand how Mm. it could do that if it has all these new parts because he said half the fucking thing was taken from my junkyard okay hold on picture you okay let's say bruce jenner will still be bruce jenner when he's done you're right right. (laughs) Right. yeah but his brain is there so where's the brain well hold on 
let's say your leg gets chopped off, okay? And let's say you can somehow afford a fake limb. That's a fake limb. It's you, it, it, but it's still your brain, your heart, and your soul, if you want to, you know, put it that way. It is what it is. It's the fucking interior. It's what's there. And who's to say that it is new parts? He does take some pieces out of the junkyard and use them to rebuild it, but as we see later on, I think that, you know... Well, the guy said it was new parts. Well, he did buy some parts, yeah, but you know what? He couldn't provide receipts for them. What guy are you talking about? You talking about Darnell, or are you talking about Junkins, the detective? Darnell. Yeah, but what does Darnell know? He just sees this guy working on the thing, and then he's like, oh, boy, he's great with his hands, but I think there's more that meets the eye here. Well, he said you lifted half your shit from my junkyard. I didn't say you could take the whole goddamn place. So they did establish that it was mostly new. He did take pieces, yeah. But here's the thing. They wouldn't have written a line if they didn't want us to know that he basically took, it was all new. Yeah, they have to pass it off some way. I mean, he doesn't find out till later. You know what I mean? In that one epic scene where he's in the room and he sees the thing actually fix itself. You know, what was it? The, the um, I want to say it was the, one of the mirrors or whatever. I, Arnie doesn't know yet. So in the beginning at this point, he is putting new pieces on it. Yeah. But it still is what it is. I mean, even at the end, what you see is what you see. When they have that final little thing and the fucking that piece of metal moves, so Christine lives on. It's just an evil force. Hmm. That's the way I see it. Okay, so obviously the car came off the assembly line with this whatever possessed or whatever you want to call it. So and it seemingly nowhere in the movie do they explain it truly what it is. Did you guys like that, or would you prefer a more concrete explanation of, like, say, the previous owner's spirit is in the car? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I needed an explanation. I was just curious. As I was seeing him do that, and I knew what was going to happen, it just seems weird that the car is the thing that has its own consciousness, yet, like, I don't know, I'm just wondering where the brain is. I guess, is it the engine? (laughs) Maybe it's the same engine. You just fix the engine. They're Who's to say there is a brain? Maybe well, there has to be a consciousness. Where does the consciousness exist? It's a spirit. How's that? I mean, and it continues on. Even when after, like in the book, for example, even after uh, Roland, whatever his name, LeBay dies, it continues on. His spirit continues on and actually contributes to, you know, So does what the happened. car have this new guy's spirit now? Well, <laughs> no, I, they become one. Spirit. Roland's evil spirit becomes one with Christine. How's that? Because Christine could do what she did. She drove herself and, and, did, and did whatever. You know, when Roland died and um, there was no one around to love Christine, Christine just kind of wasn't, it was laying dormant. And then she was getting old because of it because she didn't have someone to feed off of. And then when Arnie spotted her, boom, it was fucking, she came back and it was basically, if you want to say love at first sight for both of them, that's what happened. And then Roland's spirit and love for Christine was transferred to Arnie in, in a ways, manner of speaking. I don't know. Mm-hmm. How do you explain it? They just say, and even in the book, they just say she comes off the assembly line evil. That's all there is to it, and that's as far as they take yeah, it. Yeah, maybe the bulk of it just has to be the original Christine. Oh, so the book says that the, the car is already evil. Yeah, in the book, they um from the day she's rolled off the fucking assembly line, yeah. Um, oh, no, wait a minute. No, 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 what? No, I'm I'm wrong. In the book, <laughs> let me think about this. In the book, she was normal until Roland. Okay. And something happened when 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 the book was 
with the book. When the car was purchased by Roland, then um, it was Roland who made the fucking car evil. His love for Christine, it was like fucking infatuation with it, made it evil. He's like the puppet master. In a way. And I think, do you guys think that this was kind of a, once again, I, I brought this up last show with the fog, but do you think that this was a, um, there was a little bit of a political slant? Or not even political, a, a social slant about, you know, like America's fascination with fucking cars and, and inanimate objects? Hmm. I didn't get that at all. See, I do get it because it's it's a king thing that's recurring in his in his books, and it's a carpenter thing. He just makes it's commentary. I don't know because look about how in love he is with this car. That is, some people do fall in love with the cars. You know, assholes like that. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is a pretty cool scene whenever they you know kind of stumble across the the car, and just how infatuated he is with it. It, it clearly is a piece of shit. Yet he can't see any of that. He just is instantly in love with it. I really like that. It's like they were, I don't know. Drawn to each other. Yeah, destined to be together. Hey, careful, Dennis. That's a piece of shit, Arnie. Well, she could be fixed up. She could. Yeah. Well, she could be really tough. Forget it, Arnie. This baby's got 93,000 miles on it. Probably 193. I don't care. Bet it won't even start. She'll start. You need these. They play that song. You're mine and we belong together. He's kind of yeah. like Norman with his mom. He's like, my, my, my mother never let me drink. My, my mother used to dance with me. And everything's the car. Even that one point he's saying like, yo, man, you know, sometimes is you know when she's meant to be with you and... And then you and her have this special bond that nobody could come between. He goes, you feel that yes. way about, what's her name? And she's like, no, Christine, man. Fuck no. <laughs> like, yeah, you're the coming. loser here. <laughs> right. No, he's loser. Talking I'm talking about a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a chick who wants to, who everybody wants to bang and I'm with her somehow. Hey, don't you like this beer? Don't you like beer? Do you hear what I just said? Let me tell you a little something about love, Dennis. It has voracious appetite. It eats everything. Friendship family it kills me how much it eats but i'll tell you something else you feed it right and it can be a beautiful thing and that's what we have you know when someone believes in you man you can do anything any fucking thing in the entire universe and when you believe right back in that someone then watch out world because nobody can stop you then nobody ever and you feel this way about lee <laughs> what fuck no talking about christine man no shitter ever came between me and Christine. How about this? It's like shallow hell, except instead of a, a fat bitch, it's a car. <laughs> now, how about this? Now, did did this car, did the, the swag and aura this car gave Artie, did that, was that why that girl was attracted to Artie, or would she normally date a loser? Artie That's... became someone else because of the car, mm -hmm. and she was attracted to that someone. Of course she Right, even though she car. hated the car. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's, she just didn't realize it. Yeah. yeah. The dichotomy of her liking what the car did to him, but disliking the car itself. Because yeah. the car was jealous of her, though. She didn't know Arnie until he became that. You know what I mean? She was new to the school, so she wasn't aware of, of Geek Arnie. She was only aware of this guy who quickly into the school year gets Christine and then quickly fucking... Because it's all before Halloween and everything. It's all because they mm -hmm. show the timeline Thanksgiving. He's ultra cool come Thanksgiving because what's-his-name's in the hospital. And by then, he's got a whole new thing going on. And it's kind of interesting because the way he was dressing, 
was like the way people would have dressed in 57 or 58, whatever, whenever Christine came to be. Yeah, right. Was, like a yeah. greaser. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like James Dean and, and shit like that. And, it, and, the, and the longer the movie went on, the more he was transforming into that role. So I always thought that was pretty interesting. I thought it was interesting how quickly he got to Mac on the chick. It, wasn't that their first date? And already at they're at the football game, just going to town. <laughs> well, it's like that kid said when he first saw her. She looks smart, but she has the body of a slut. <laughs> I knew Dave liked that. That's a great line. This movie's filled with great lines, and that's a, that's fucking. It's funny. The body of a slut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's basically two hot chicks in this movie. You got her, and then you got the blonde played by Kelly Preston. I'd rather she... fuck Arnie's mom than a Kelly Preston in this movie. What? <laughs> Isn't Kelly Preston the chick, the beard of John Travolta? <gasps> That's right. Look oh at that. Oh, my God. Yes, wow. and Buddy Rapper turns a Travolta knockoff. Holy right. fuck. Surprised wow. they didn't get together. Maybe they did on the set. We should look at it. I bet, Probably. I bet that guy fucked her. He's like, yeah, I know yeah. you fucked him because he looks just like me, but the, the straight version. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look that guy's bio up. I bet they did date. Kelly Preston was hot, but I, I wanted to throw in that what's your name was a MILF. I never realized it when I was young, but now watching it, she's pretty fuckable. Ernie's mom. You're the bitch, right? With the blonde hair. Yeah, maybe because she's a bitch it makes makes her fuckable too, but I don't know. Okay. Why do uh why do the parent or why are they so controlling over Arnie? Because you would think he'd probably be a straight A student, doesn't right. get into any trouble whatsoever, but right from the get go their relationship is just sour. It's why he doesn't get into trouble. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I am like this. It's just right, progression. Right, exactly. it's, it's Arnie before and after. That's what's cool about it. Because right. you see Arnie the way he was before, and then he gets more rebellious as he becomes this other person. I think that it was just added for exposition. Of, you know, the whole characters, you know, it was just, it makes sense that they're, that's why he was a geek, because he was under their control. Yeah, it's you just know? like George uh, McFly changing into... Uh, <laughs> the hip author, you know, at the end of Back to the Future. Because of one punch. I said two coats right. of wax, Biff. Biff. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Somebody in this movie does say the line, get your damn hands off her, I believe. <laughs> oh, it's whenever uh, Arnie's, they're at the drive-in, Arnie's girlfriend is choking, right? Uh, and mm -hmm. the guy does a Heimlich. Yeah. He just instantly goes red. Like, dude, <laughs> he's saving your girlfriend's life. She can't get out of the car. <laughs> that scene is great. Get and your I, damn oh. hands off her. Hey, you. Get your damn hands off. Oh, I think you got the wrong car, McFly. What the hell are you doing her? Get your hands off me. Yes. But the funny thing is when you look at it and he's performing the Heimlich on her, it is the most sexual-looking Heimlich <laughs> you'll ever fucking see. We're seeing it through his eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even at the end, they're like, oh, oh, both of them. <laughs> And the looks on the, uh, on the guy's face and everything, I'm telling you, watch it again. It's fucking, it really does look like they're fucking, they're going at it. <laughs> so in a way I can see why Arnie was so fucking uptight about it. And how about the fucking, who goes to a drive-in in a downpour? Like, could you even see the fucking movie at that point? Oh, like, no, the, you, you just go there to fool around. Right, so every, that's what I was thinking, everyone is there to just fool her, like, <laughs> just because they can't do it in their parents' house. Mm -hmm. uh, so they go when it's almost not visible in in uh, drive-in and yeah. just uh, spend five bucks or whatever it was back then. You know, a nickel. He fucked <laughs> up. She was going to honk his horn. That's for sure. 
Well, apparently this is uh, it was true to life with the rain. They were in California where it never rains, and um, because of the budget and when they were shooting, they they happened to be plagued with a lot of rainy days, and it wasn't planned that way, so they just kind of went with it. Fuck they were off, so huh? willing to leave their cars like so often, and I was just like, why is she? She's upset with them and just leaves, just so they could talk about like, I don't like the the car. Why couldn't you say that in the car? She wanted the fuck out. That's why. She wanted yeah, but... out of the car. That was her point. She was trying to make it. She's like, fuck this shit. I can't fuck in this car. I got to get up and get out. <laughs> you know? She bugged. But would you, dude, let's get serious. If my girlfriend was uh, even a new, if I just met her, or a new, a new, any new, yeah, well, I'll say because I know her personality. She would not in a million years get out in that rain just because she's upset that I was trying to make out with her and then she wants to tell me she don't like the car and then she's willing to go back in because, you know, she's wanted to get that off her chest. Like, she wouldn't go out in that rain to say that. <laughs> she just wouldn't do and it. And ruin that hair. I mean... Geez. Right. Right? I guess it was just the progression of her angst with the vehicle. By the time <clears throat> they got to that point, she had just fucking had enough of it, his obsession with it. She's like, you know what? Fuck you. She, she was probably one of those situations, you know how women get mad sometimes, and they try to fake like they're going to walk home when there's an argument or something. It was probably one of those things. She just wanted to get out of the car, slam the door, and you know what, buddy? Fuck you. I'm walking home or something. Like, she didn't say that, but I mean, her reactions kind of you know, reflected that. She's like, fuck you, man. She gets up and she walks away and then kind of looks over her shoulder, waits for him to come and fucking, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's just the game women play, especially at that age. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't think they expressed his obsession with the car enough. Um, I mean, they talk about it, she blows up on him here, but it's like we really haven't seen anything. Yeah, he fixed it up, he talks about it weird, but right. I think they should have had some scenes where he was talking to the car or interacting with the car and humping the seats or something yeah yeah like jerking <laughs> off in it or something like that yeah because they say he's always with the car and that's that's about it that's anybody in high school i mean right. if you have a car you're gonna you're but gonna they don't do that show shit. it how is he how are you always with a car anyway like what does that even mean he drives <laughs> it, around all day it's or like something? when homer gets a <laughs> gets a bike a motorcycle and he's like it's, it's running next to it's his in bed. the bedroom yeah <laughs> <laughs> they do kind of explain it and I, I I didn't I think it's in the deleted scenes. See some of the deleted scenes were they should have left in and some they should have left out for exposition exposition here. But in one of the deleted scenes she says he's always with the car because of Darnell's because he's taking the car to Darnell's, then working on it while he's there. Then he's running around town getting parts for the car, coming back, working on it, making runs for Darnell for the business. It's all about the garage and the fucking and the car, and that's all it is. And she says every time I try to talk to him, he's either on the way to Darnell's or there or here or with Christine. It's like he gets out of school, doesn't even do a whole day because we see him try to skip class at the one point, and he's he's never with his girlfriend or his friend anymore. He's only at the garage, and when he's at the garage, who's he with? He's with fucking Christine. That's all he does. And I think they kind of play on it a little bit with the way he touches the car. If you notice, he, he, he caresses, he touches it. And I saw, I was watching a documentary. With some hot wax? <laughs> I'll change your oil. <laughs> you could change my oil, baby. <laughs> I guess they could have done more, but they, they took some of that out of the movie. And Okay. I just feel like they didn't express that enough. I could see his girlfriend getting like a just a unexplainable sense about the car, but I just feel like it didn't really show him being 
this crazy about the car enough for yeah. her to freak out. Yeah, I guess they just couldn't fit it in. And then, then the stuff they did put there, they end up cutting some out. But there, there was more scenes with her talking on the phone and then and then getting with Dennis. Once at the hospital when he was there, and then once at their house, and it was an extended scene. And they talk about it more. I don't like what it's doing to Artie. And then they're saying, is it Christine or is it Artie? I thought you wanted to talk about Christine. What do you know about that car? I know that the guy who owned the car before, Arnie, his daughter choked to death in Christine. How do you know that? LeBay's brother sold Arnie the car. I mean, the guy's a jerk. Just came out and told me. I think I was supposed to be next or something. And those things I feel they should have left in the film, but they didn't. They made some decisions and then, but then uh, in, in another instance, Carpenter put stuff in the film like he did with the fog that initially wasn't there. Like when Christine reconstructs itself, that 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 great scene when it's like, tell me you know, he didn't have that original. That was a reshoot. It, it originally, <laughs> what already the, rebuilt it? After the car was destroyed, you just when he does show me, you just hear the noise, and then <laughs> you just hear the noise of things going on, and then you see the car afterward, and it's fucking pristine again. Hmm. And Carpenter said, "I think that we should." You know, he went back and said, I think we should go back. There should be more on this movie. And then he decided to add the reconstruction scene, which was a great, great move. Oh, yeah. It, well, one, it just looks fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's the most a, iconic scene of the movie. Yeah, right. when he says, show me like that, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, show, me awesome. show me some sugar, baby. Show right. me, you pig. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one small No condom problem. this time. <laughs> it is sexual, too, because he's like, okay. Show me. It's almost like it, it is a female. Take it's like, it off. Yes, exactly. Take it off. <laughs> see those titties. <laughs> yeah, we see them headlights. You show me yours. <laughs> nice. Can you imagine if Artie was going that far where they're like, damn, baby, you got a set of headlights on you. And look at the junk in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, they would if they ever remade it. That's how They bad. probably would. Totally, they would. Hmm, but. There is one. Oh, so yeah, Dick and the tailpipe and everything. <laughs> Ooh, too hot. Okay. Show me. Back to that scene when the girl was choking. This is my only issue with the film. It gets real bright. I knew you were going to say that, yeah. Right? And she even says it. She says it too, yeah. Yet, Arnie doesn't seem to notice and doesn't (laughs) even question that, that it gets real fucking bright like that. If it was my movie, I don't think I would have made it go bright. I think it would have worked better just to not have the lights go bright, just to have her fucking choking and then... You know, maybe she honks the horn or something and then he tries to get in. You know what I mean? I think that was the only misstep that they made in the movie. I thought it looked good, though. I mean, it, it makes no sense. It looks yeah, great. It looks great. But it makes no sense. Like, well, why wouldn't Arnie notice? Unless you just want to say, 
he's blinded with his love for Christine, so it didn't really mesh. I don't know. She should have just not have brought it up. Like later she says, the car did this, did this. It was filled with light. If she just never brought it up, we wouldn't have thought about it, probably. I I guess so. At this point in the movie, the bad guys, uh, led by poor John Travolta, they decide to trash Cunningham's car. These guys go ham on this fucking car. Not only... I mean, every conceivable part of this car gets destroyed. Yeah, every single part. Yeah, there's... (laughs) Like, no part of this car is left untouched. And I like the fact that they even went as far as to defecate in the car, too. Because nothing, you know, it's like destroying the car wasn't enough. Let's shit in it. Yeah, but there's one thing I don't understand. How did he wipe his ass when he was done? (laughs) (laughs) Check the glove. (laughs) There is nothing for him to wipe his ass on. There's no cloth in that car at all. You're right. I say maybe on the seat afterwards or something, but... Well, maybe they took the shit at home, like in a right. bag or something. Wiped his ass in his bathroom. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then just brought, brought it, okay. a smelly bag of shit right. as they drove all the way <laughs> to the garage. <laughs> How about this? <laughs> in the fucking deleted scenes, that scene lasts longer. They really show them trashing it. And then they show the guy fucking in position and like making a face like he's taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was the fat guy too. <laughs> oh my god! I think it was the fat guy. It was either him or the the fro guy. But yeah. Well, he is the first one to get killed, so that that kind of makes sense. True. How about shit that? on me, will you? <laughs> <laughs> How ridiculous is it that fucking when the kid when when uh, Chubby does see the car and <laughs> you know puts it together that it's fucking Arnie? He says, "You aren't mad, are you?" Why the fuck wouldn't he be mad? You trashed the guy's fucking car. <laughs> He's scared. He'll say anything. Man, I'll suck your dick. And that scene is great. I, I love that whole that whole chase and ultimately what happens. You know how he thinks he has him at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty badass uh, to think the car would just uh, <laughs> sacrifice itself just to you know plow into this guy. <laughs> pretty cool. But the fact that I mean, come on, I think he had plenty of time to jump on the fucking hood. Uh I suppose. <laughs> he, he well. I mean, if you want to live, you'd live. He was fat. So. Oh, that's yeah. true. He was fat. Maybe that's why they could. It wouldn't have worked with uh, with Buddy Rapperton or somebody else. It had to be the fat kid. Buddy Rapperton. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's getting pretty old. His bones might not have been able to. Die. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking the twenty four year old. That's really. Uh, I like how Buddy was doing his own stunts, smashing that car, standing on the hood like that. He looked like he was going to fall three times. When <laughs> <laughs> he gave a lot of power there. He's not very graceful. Yeah. How fun would it be to just go nuts on a car like that? Oh, man. oh, they have things where you do that. Like at a. What? Really? Yeah. Sometimes? Yeah. You go to like uh, car shows or, or like some kind of swap meets and they give you a sledgehammer and you pay like 50 bucks and you get to smash it for five minutes. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think I'd want to do that in front of people, though. Because <laughs> you're going to go just full rage. Right, I'm gonna yell things and fucking yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run Why out are my... you pig? <laughs> <laughs> you imagine Dave yelling that? <laughs> oh shit! He's jamming the bat and the fucking exhaust. Take it, bitch. Take it, you sword. <laughs> Come, receptacle, bitches. Come, receptacle, right? <laughs> Little eager sluts. 
One of these <laughs> eighteen-year-old whores. <laughs> eighteen-year-old eager sluts. Fuck your face. Yeah, that's Dave. That's me, yeah. Fucking face. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Um, oh, so on our Facebook group page, uh, Tristan, the gnarly one, uh, was talking about Christine, and he said something interesting. He said uh, that this movie had kind of a let the right one in vibe going on uh, because the car isn't a girl at all. It's, in fact, a boy possessed by the former owner, Roland LeBay. Now, is he talking about the book? Because that's not the scenario here, right? No, he, he is talking about the book. Right. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. But how do you like that comparison, though, with Let the Right One In? Well, he's... I'm a little confused because yeah. it's Roland LeBay, but it's also Christine. So oh, one okay. and the same. So it could go either way. You know what I mean? Oh, it goes both ways. Oh, it, well, that makes sense. Yeah, it does <laughs> make sense. But it has to be a woman. Because it's named Christine, so it has to get with a man. So there's nothing too fishy about it. At least that's my take. I mean, I guess you could take that a whole different way. <laughs> Those old cars, man, I tell you what, the, they were always so huge. And, like, the back seat was big enough that even a guy like me could have sex in it in high school. All these little cars. Yeah, those cars were huge back then. Yeah, exactly. Cars today, I have to open both doors to have sex in the back. <laughs> you need a truck, dude. You got to get a fucking yeah, a truck with a bed in the fucking bed. Yes. With a with a mattress in the bed. I have one. That's why I have two cars. I have a fucking car and I have a truck. Just this just is my to... fuck car and this is my drive to work car. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Just it's always good to have it, just in case. Just in case you want to do it one night and fucking whatever. You know, be an exhibitionist or something. Easy access, baby. You got to do that, and especially if you're married. You got to have the love life spiced up. Yeah. Well, I see you and your wife driving, like across town, parking in someone else's driveway. <laughs> I would. At I like eight thirty at night, trying to get away with fucking. I would do it. I did um, that one time. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I parked in someone else's driveway and. Yep. And jerked it's great. off. A stranger, right? Uh, yeah, stranger. Yes, it's great, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I was under. My mind, I don't really remember. I, honestly, this is going to be scary. I don't remember even how it ended. I just remembered I was on the road some other... I, I think the last thing, I, next thing I remember from pulling in and starting to bang the chick is pulling into like a, uh, a TGI Fridays after that or something. <laughs> I, like Literally, I remember, I remember 30 seconds into it and that was it. Wait, it can only end one of two ways. You came or you didn't. You don't, I don't remember know. that? I don't know. Wow. I'm sure I didn't. I'm sure I didn't. <laughs> wow! So you go through all that fucking rigmarole of parking in someone's driveway, you're not even going to complete. You bugged out. It was a crazy did. night. We'll get into it on an assholes one day. Ah. Yeah. Put a pin in that one. Yeah. Fair hmm. enough. Did you guys know that they were going to put fucking Scott Bale as as Arnie Cunningham and Brooke Shields as fucking Lee in the beginning? Scott Bale. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, Scott Bale, and then they wanted to Then he could have had Buddy Lembeck in this. Right. Charles <laughs> yeah. in charge. It, no, it was Boner, Bale. I thought. Huh, no, Boner was from uh, Family, no, what was he from? No, Boner was from Growing Pains. Growing Pains, yeah. Okay. Yep, and that's why it was Growing Pains, because Growing Pains, <laughs> Boner. That shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And they were going to have fucking Kevin Bacon play the part of Dennis, and... Hmm. They opted. Now that I could see. 
Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, I hear you. It does kind of look like. How do you guys know what this means? So who's Dennis? <laughs> the, the the jock. Jock, the buddy. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they were going to do all of that, and the first two they turned down, Brook and, and Bale, because Carpenter, or whoever, or the studio, I forgot who it was, but they wanted to have unknowns. They didn't want it to be an actor's movie where people went to see it. They just wanted it to be a horror movie. They figured the King and the Carpenter name was enough to sell it. So they went with that, and then it was going to be, what's his name, Bacon, and but then Footloose came, and he, he made a name for himself, and then he actually contacted <laughs> the studio and said, I, I don't know, and they said, go on, do your thing, you're a bigger name now, go yeah, on to Bacon. Sorry, I'll be in the other 876 movies that uh, <laughs> I'll be doing, they can play games on my name. When you said, and Footloose came, I thought you were calling... Kevin Bacon Footloose like that's his name now <laughs> and then Footloose showed up he's like let's dance uh, remember, remember when Die Hard jumped through the window yeah <laughs> <laughs> next slip and Footloose uh, six degrees of Footloose do we yeah. have a six degrees of separation for this movie like <laughs> the last one um I don't think we do no I don't think anybody was fucking anybody or uh, I'll tell you what though here's something strange the name of the movie is Christine, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, my very first girlfriend was named Christine in high school. Actually, I, I spoke of her before with the Come On Babes uh, story. <laughs> anyway, now this girlfriend of mine, Christine, is never – she's one of those – she has a Facebook account and I'm friends with her, but she's never on Facebook. She's one of those people that puts up maybe five statuses a year. She's just not on there, but she has an account. For no reason, I'm watching this movie last night, and I stopped the movie – and I'm walking to the bathroom or the bedroom or something, the kitchen, and I, 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 I look at the Facebook, I'm scrolling, and she puts something up, and it says, say something in the thread that says how you and I met. The first thing I was thinking was the very first time I saw her in the fucking hallway in, in high school. I was a senior, she was a sophomore. And anyway, I, I saw her, and I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to comment. So where are we going say, with this day? I was going to say when I saw her, that fucking <laughs> Because it was. But I just found it funny that I happened to be watching a movie called Christine. She put that up, and it's all about Arnie and Christine's immediate attraction. Oh. That's all. Hmm. What are the odds that she put that up, and I happened to look there, and, you know, that was the movie I was watching. So, Here's one. I was watching Christine today with my girlfriend, Kristen. Huh? (laughs) Huh? Guys, it's crazy. Fuck you both, man. All right. <laughs> 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 Fucking shivers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was watching Christine two days ago, and Jonathan Orr said, hey, you guys are doing a Christine review, right? Check this video out. And he sent me a video about Christine. Yes. Can you believe that? <sighs> amazing. It's amazing that he even knew we were doing Christine. <laughs> How did he know? <laughs> That's what I can't figure out. No. And what the fuck was that guy wearing that sold the guy the car? My asshole brother bought it back in September, 57. That's when you got your new model year in September. Brand new she was. She had the smell of a brand new car. That's just about the finest smell in the world. Except maybe for pussy. What is he, a fucking... A straight jacket that he fucking ripped off the, the <laughs> arms? It looks like... It looks like he should be uh, in a parachute or something, right? Like something you hook yourself up to in a parachute? I think it was literally to hold, like, his either his spine or his internal organs 
inside of his body because <laughs> he like weighed 80 pounds. So uh, I tell you what, I love this guy though, uh, especially when he drops the pussy line. Except maybe for pussy. Yeah. He's a real fucking <laughs> hard ass. You guys don't have an answer to that. You don't know what that. Uh, all these years, I've I've seen this movie a fucking a fuckload of times. Um, I have always wondered what is that dude wearing. So you guys don't have an answer either. Mm. I didn't think about it. I guess at the time. Holy <laughs> fuck! How could you not? It's as blatant as <laughs> the fucking fuck. nose on my face. What I probably fuck? thought it was weird, but I figured That's... it was just like a weird character. I'll look at it now while we're going through this. I mm. guess I just I, I always picture that thing. Being like hooked up to like a fucking like a harness for a, a, someone jumping out of a plane. That's what mm. I always like. Mm. He was a parachutist or something. I don't know. I'd literally just imagine uh, a straitjacket. That's, that's <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> like the only thing fucking, I think of. What is he like, Harry Houdini? You fucking <laughs> you escape fish. Oh, okay. He's wearing. <laughs> it's it, it's like you know what Marilyn Manson wore in those like music videos for beautiful yeah, people. Um... Uh, a corset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think women wear that too. Uh, they do, to, to, so they don't look so fat, right? I think that's why they have. Yeah, it, huh? he need, he was getting a little pudgy. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a crossdresser. So this goes back to Tristan's theory. Hmm. Yeah. Go. He goes both ways. Hmm. I don't know what the fuck. I just had to bring that up because all these years I've wondered, and I figured as long as I'm talking about the movie with two other guys, maybe you have the answer because I, I just never knew. That's what it I is. Thought, yeah. I thought you guys were just going to laugh at me and say, oh, you don't realize that it's fucking, oh, you're fucking crazy, Dave. Wait, you don't have one of those? <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing one right now. Sure. <laughs> it looks like it's a sexual device, too. You can tie somebody up on a fucking swing. Yeah, it's a swing. Probably hangs on a swing with that thing. I'm sure that guy's getting chicks left and right. Oh, yeah. yeah he's mm-hmm. talking about the smell of pussy, so, yeah. <laughs> Except for pussy. Except maybe for pussy. Her name's Christine. After the fat kid kill, then in comes Harry Dean Stanton as the detective. And he's he confronts Arnie's. He's asking him all kinds of questions. I like how Arnie just goes straight on dick to the cop. He doesn't act really scared <laughs> or anything, even though he probably knows that his car killed this kid. Um, he has no you know apathy at all. He's just like, yeah, yeah, he died. So what? Isn't that what you do with shit? That was a great line, man. It was a great line. Like, he's not trying to to protect himself at all from this cop. Nope. Yeah, he's cocky. He's fucking, he's in that, is in that mode. He's like, whatever, dude. I'm fuck. I'm the man now and fuck y'all. You're the man now, dog. (laughs) Stephen King. Right. Stephen King again. But the thing is, is he in the car or is he not in the car when this is happening? That's the whole thing you know, theory of the movie. So if Christine did do it and they love each other, him and Christine, then he's just happy. He's like, well, it can't come back to me. 
So he's mm. like fucking, what does he care? It's a devil may care attitude. His enemies are being taken out, and he every time can come up with a fucking an alibi. What do you think, though? I mean, during these kill scenes, don't you think that it's Christine? Or do you think I, he's driving? I like to think it's Christine. What do you guys think? It's Oh, Christine, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, I never had a doubt in my mind that it was. But I guess it's cool that you could say that and see it from that point of view like it really was him. There's one part where it's sort of made clear. When it's in, like, uh, flames after it blows up from the gas station. True. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, he would have been cooked like a turkey. That yeah. scene where it took out the other three bullies <laughs> was super cool. Yes. Uh, the Christine runs over a dude, fucking causes a gasoline. Oh, oh! first she smashes into Buddy's car. And twice. this happens. <laughs> and it's funny because they, they get, like, stuck together like two dogs Twice. Fucking. They do that twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, did they plan on doing that, or does Christine just have a grill that just fucking latches on? <laughs> Jesus. I think they did plan on it. I think it was intentional, and I think that there's, like, a brief scene later on, like, in the climax, just for a second, where they show the grill, and it actually looks like teeth. And really? if you blink, you'll miss it. Yeah, but I've seen the movie enough times to... I blink all the time, shit. Make that can be, yeah, sorry, buddy. You gotta be like me. You gotta fucking, you know, sniff a few lines and just fucking stare at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe you got like something like Clockwork Orange style or something that's holding your eyes open. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I got that thing like our general's opera where they put the needle on my eye. That's why I watch movies so I don't miss a beat. <laughs> hey, why do you guys think he killed Darnell? He's, he sort of turned nice after the initial asshole introduction. Kiddo, you sold him that piece of shit. You ought to be fucking ashamed of yourself. I didn't sell it to him. I tried to talk him out of it. You should have tried harder. I never really got that. I mean, I like the style of how he killed him. Just raised the seat up until it crushed him in a steering wheel. But, yeah, I never really understood. It's not like he was an asshole to the car. I mean, he basically gave it a home, right? You're right. He's the reason it exists right now, yeah. Yeah. True. In the book, there was a reason. But in, in, but they didn't. In the, and it wasn't in the deleted scene, so I don't know. But in the book, there was a reason because that, that cop, that detective was coming around and... Um, he was kind of providing information. He was trying to kind of save his own ass because he was also like a smuggler. He was doing cigarette business and other shit in the book. Cigarettes? Yeah, it was like a cover-up for a fucking <laughs> smuggling business. Yeah, cigarettes. <laughs> but, this guy's um, hardcore, man. It makes me think of the opening, the Beverly Hills Cop. He busts some guys for stealing a van full of cigarettes. I don't know. <laughs> well, or, or Goodfellas. They, they get busted oh, in the yeah. for selling cigarettes oh, out of the back right. of the... Uh, that's big business cigarettes, like, even yeah, now. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, um, what do you guys think? Uh, I guess it was an added scene from the special edition we saw where Ted from Friday 13th Part 2 was horribly crushed by a car in that garage before the car blew up. Yeah, it came down on the uh, the lift, right? Terrible and it went down. execution. Maybe that's why they took it out. Right, yeah, they don't show it in the in the regular part. Okay, regular... that's why I watched I watched the regular, okay. Right, in the regular cut, it's not there. But um, in the deleted scenes, that's one of the things they show. And, yeah, and I guess they terrible. took it out. Oh, yeah. Like, I seriously could have done as good or a better job. Yeah, with, like, a red bucket. Exactly. That was a better <laughs> execution. And bucket. Red bucket, red car. <laughs> How about that, though, when, the, when the, the shop goes up in flames and the car busts out very triumphantly, just engulfed? In, I mean, you, you can't see anything on the car. It has so many flames on it it was fucking badass yeah i wonder who was driving it can you imagine the guy 
in his little costume so he don't get burned and how could he even see it was tough actually because they tinted the windows so we couldn't see it as the viewer but in, in reality the stunt driver that was doing it he was having difficulty seeing because of those same darkened windows yeah which was a real dangerous scene they were talking about on, on the documentary even carpenter was saying it was probably the most difficult you know scene to shoot in the movie do you know if they had a remote control car at any point? I'm not sure. I know they had a par- approximately like 17 cars or something. They had, to, they and they they put them together from scratch, or not from scratch, but they had to basically rebuild a bunch of their own cars. And I don't know if there was an RC though. That I can't tell you. Did they show how they uh, made the car come back to form? Oh, it was just done reverse. But, so they sucked it in or something. Like how do they, how do they get it to move though? Like what do you they know? do to? I know, yeah, I know it's reverse, but what? How do you had, get it? To they probably come had in? to put some kind of like um, press, like you know the thing that crushes the Terminator, mm-hmm. like a hydraulic thing had to be it, right? That that's got to be the only way they could have done that, and then played it back in reverse. It it looks great. I'm surprised the effect works so well. Yeah, it was cool. They described it in in the documentary I was watching, but I didn't. At the time, something happened. I think we were getting. Uh, I think we were getting ready to jump on here, so I didn't get to the whole story. But they were getting in detail on that documentary about how exactly they did it. Yeah. So there you go, Alex. Watch the doc if you want the right. answer. To it. Well, <laughs> I don't, don't have Blu-ray. You don't? No. Watch my doc, bitch. It's coming, man. <laughs> get up on my doc. Watch uh, my. Get- doc. <laughs> Damn it. I want to be able to say what the fuck he did exactly in, in the book, Darnell. And I can't remember. I just remember that he contributed some information that was going to be detrimental to Christine. So it was a revenge situation in the book. But in the movie, it just happened. But how about that scene? That was great, don't you think? Darnell got crushed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the song they're playing. I know a girl named Boney Maroney. <laughs> She's as skinny as a stick of macaroni. <laughs> Boney Maroney. <laughs> Word. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> old, old music. All right, so then uh, we get to, I guess what you could say is the final showdown between Arnie and his friend, quote-unquote, Dennis, and his new girlfriend. They They lure him to the garage by leaving a scratched-in note on Christine, which, I mean, couldn't he just left a post-it? I mean, what the fuck, dude? Did he have to do that? I mean, (laughs) this guy could be a murderer, and here you are provoking him. Yes, yeah, right. Doing that to his car, like, he'd be cool with that. Yeah. Assholes. um, Yeah. And they were fucking, too, by that point. Well, not in the book. Not not in the movie. Yes, they took it out of the movie. It's kind of weird. If you watch the climax, doesn't it seem like she's kind of, when they're in that, whatever the, what is that thing called? A a crusher, a bulldozer, whatever the fuck it is. A bulldozer. Was it just a regular bulldozer? Okay. When they're in the bulldozer in the climax, about to do their shit, doesn't it seem like she's a little too comfortable on them? She's, like, kind of hanging on them. You would almost... I don't know. I always thought that, but that was before I knew about the, the deleted scenes. They actually, they showed them, and they showed them making out at one point, and Arnie busts them at a fucking, wow. at some hamburger joint. Yeah, and they show it, and they started going at it, and they showed two scenes where they kissed. So by this point, in the whole situation of their concern for Arnie, after she breaks up with them, and they're just trying to help him because they care about him, they end up actually getting together. And you can kind of see their body language in, in the that's the only time it's you can see it. I always used to think that, and that was before I read the book. 
then in the book it's, it, it becomes a matter of fact. But then the movie they put it in, but they took those scenes out. So like I said, some of the scenes worked and some didn't. You know? Like the parts when um you watched them, Alex, didn't you? When both times when Arnie went to the hospital to visit um to visit Denny, how he had him sign his autograph twice. Twice, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see later on how he showed him? He goes, look at the writing. His autograph, his writing isn't yeah. the same anymore. I've known him all his life. Okay, so that was in there. That was good, too. Don't you think they should have left mm-hmm. some of this stuff in? That should have been left in. But there were some parts that already was just so over the top. And they were, it was really pointed that we are making him different. He is changing. He is, uh, <laughs> you know, it was really weird. And it was really good that they took it out. But as always, when you got deleted scenes, there's always stuff that you go, that would have been good, but whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about this? This movie was supposed to be, uh, when they finished it, because there's no gore, there's not much going on, they were going to make it a PG movie. And, the, you know, this was the days before PG-13, of course. They were going to make it a PG movie, and they basically, didn't. nobody wanted that. They said, well, that's, that's kind of a death sentence for a horror movie. Well, still kind of is, you know? So they intentionally added fucking F-bombs in the movie just to get the R rating. Hmm. Oh, my God. That's I'm lame. I'm the fuck out of here. What did you say, <laughs> young man? <laughs> how, about, wait, how about just adding fuck? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was it too. Fuck. Right. <laughs> well, but was imagine. there any tits in the sex scene that they cut out? <sighs> Sadly, no. There was no nudity hmm. at all. But, I mean, could you imagine if this was PG? I, I don't know how many people would have... I think people may have felt differently about it. How many movies from the 80s are ever fucking PG? Just, uh, just Friday 13th Part 2. <laughs> Twilight Zone. <laughs> That's all you get. When they, I'll tell you what, though. There was one good F-bomb that they kept in there that was perfect, and it was Darnell. Because when he says that one fucking line, it's awesome. When he, when he says, he goes, ah, you know, pick up around the place, do this, put the toilet paper on the spoodles, and, and you know... You can you can take whatever you want from the junkyard, and then the kid goes, oh, he goes, I'll think, I'll think about, about it. it. Yeah, and he goes, don't think about it too long. I'll I'll throw you out on your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best lines of the movie. He's the grump with the heart of gold. I knew a guy had a car like that once. Fucking bastard killed himself in it. Friend and they meet Christine. Oh well, they they try to lure Christine to the garage, but it turns out. Surprise! You know Christine's already there. She comes driving out. But what was their plan? Just, <laughs> they were going to shave their head and go, Christine. <laughs> yeah. Don't you remember? <laughs> they were going to put on the sweater that they found next to the decapitated head. Right. <clears throat> it's <laughs> your mother, Christine. Don't you remember, Christine? You... Mother is talking to you. <laughs> yeah, they could have dressed right. up in it. <laughs> Back up. <laughs> they could have dressed up in that guy's fucking uh, straight jacket thing. <laughs> That's all they had to work with. But the, yeah, can you imagine she gets in a straight jacket? Right. She comes out, no, or he. You know, he can come out there and pretend to be that guy. Shut oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Fucking. Here's the thing. I'm thinking, Matt, I'm on your wavelength, but in a different way. Like, what the fuck was this guy doing in this bulldozer the whole time? Like, to me, so much shit was going down, and uh-huh. I'm like, well, are you going to come out? Are we keeping you from something? Because <laughs> it, it's not like it's not like it wouldn't start. He started it right up, and I paid attention to make sure that it's not the problem here. At, at one point, when she's running away from the car, instead of just running into the cab of the bulldozer, 
he pins her to a wall with the the scoop or whatever you call that thing. Like, j- just run and get in the cab. It's right there. <laughs> you could still get run over by this thing. Yeah, just bad execution all around. But you, th- it was saved by a golden scene. The funniest fucking thing in the movie is when Artie goes to run her over in the office and he goes flying through the fucking window. <laughs> yeah. What a dumbass. Where's his safety belt? Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, if he would have had a belt on, the whole movie would have been different. His transformation, like, he looks like a madman at this point. He's, he's like, like, I don't wear a belt with Christine. <laughs> we go raw dog, bitch. <laughs> raw dog. <laughs> oh, sure. Remember how cocky he was when he was driving, you know? He oh, took his yeah. hand off the accelerator. They're going 90. Check out this alignment, baby. Right, yeah. New Year's Eve, he's fucking getting drunk, and he tells him. Christine's in control now, he says. He fucking just does his thing. Actually, that might have been the, a deleted scene when he actually says Christine's in control now. I think they might have taken that out. But yeah, that was, so. yeah, that was uh, a general, oh, you know. Oh, right, right, deleted, yeah. Yeah, I think that was a deleted one. But they, you know, they were showing it, and that's what he's doing. He's like, yeah, I, I have all the confidence in the world, and nothing's going to, and then he gives that big spiel, you know. Nothing's going to be, come between Christine and me, and fucking anyone that does is fucking out. And he even tells him, you know, stick with me. And he's like, because you know what happens to shitters who don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, There's but I no... agree at the end. It didn't make a whole, what was the plan, Matt? You're right. I mean, what, the, just to destroy, even if you destroy Christine, it's been destroyed before with fucking Buddy Rapperton in the game. They fucked it completely up and it came back. And, right. So they're, yeah, knowing that. Right. What is the end game? How did they know? And they, they even alluded to it. They go, is Arnie going to come back or is it going to be Christine? And she goes, I don't know if Arnie's going to come. And they, it doesn't matter. Christine, Christine will. will. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, were they trying? What were they trying? Just thinking that if they had the bulldozer, that would be we'll enough. Just, we'll destroy the car somehow. Yeah, exactly. I they mean, needed, and they, they needed Brad Dorif and his voodoo Chucky powers <laughs> to suck the soul out of the car or something. <laughs> well, what do you guys think? Now, we talked about it earlier, about is it Arnie, is it Christine? How come at the end of the movie, when they do have the showdown, Arnie is driving the car? Because that's the point where he is mind flipped far enough. Before, sure, he wanted those guys dead probably, but he wasn't at the point of acting on it yet. And now he is, and it's probably because he used to be so close to these people and now now he's not so he's i don't know has the vengeful spirit i guess i like that twist though it's great it's kind of the reverse of what happened in trick-or-treat with the backwards records remember (laughs) in the (laughs) (laughs) the reverse yeah trick-or-treat it's true things things were happening in trick-or-treat yeah like the records were playing in reverse and people were getting it in reverse (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. But in Trick or Treat, the guy said, well, this isn't what I intended. I don't want these guys to fucking die. So he he rebelled against it. In this movie, I already went with it. I guess that's what mm-hmm. I mean. That's the difference. If she don't like Christine, she's out like trout. Yeah, fuck her. Yeah, fuck her. So Arnie dies very hilariously by bashing through the window. But then, of course, Christine is still alive. So, uh, you know, a small chase ensues. I can't really remember how it happens. But then you get to the end where you see this bulldozer fucking demolish this car. And it's uh, 
it's pretty satisfying. Just seeing things break and bust, I don't know. It, it's very satisfying. Mm-hmm. The best part's when they make it into a cube, and then you hear music faintly playing, like 50s music, and then the guy walks by with a boombox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God, Christina. Oh, nope. Yeah, the fake-out. That was she, kind of a good fake-out, though. Do yeah, you think, fun. do you guys think, because then she says, God, I hate rock and roll. Do you guys think because she said that line, that's why Christine got a little perturbed and fucking came back to life a little? He was like uh, hating on her because she said that? So Christine lives off fear or hate like Freddie lives off fear. Right. Well, like Christine said in her dying moments, rock and roll is here to stay. It will never die. It's one of those I situations. I would have liked to see at least four more sequels of Christine. I want to see Christine come back. Yeah, why Why didn't they do that? Seriously, I know it's stupid. And nobody would consider this an actual villain except for Michael J. We have, we're going to get to a segment we think everybody might, just might like. It's called Your Favorite Horror Movie Villain Besides the Big Four. Meaning... We just we went through and we uh, picked who our top three favorite horror villains are, besides Jason, Michael, Freddy, and Leatherface. Okay, well, Mike, let's hear uh, let's hear your better picks. Go ahead. Christine. The car. What? The car. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, actually, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's, it's a val. It's a Please. valid pick, Dan. It's a valid pick. Now, is this running on leaded or uh, unleaded? This is unleaded. Okay. Unleaded. But I'll tell you what, that can that mofo is gonna run you down. Mike, did you pick the card just so you could say that one line? No, I I, I honestly I love that movie. It's it's one of my favorite Carpenter films. Okay, what do you like about the car? Just because it's it's so menacing with that white over the red and all that stuff and it's just like when it kills people like that um, Lee in the drive-in or, you know, when it choked her or whatever, like the doors lock and it gets all bright and he's like <laughs> as she's like choking and dying and it's like this car was just it's killing. It's like killing her. I love it. Dude. Okay. All right. And then with the, <clears throat> the fat kid in the alley, you know, when it's chasing him down and all of a sudden just like crushes them. I love that. Alright. Uh-huh. Why not? It's just a car. Yeah. I mean, how hard is it to... At least at this point, you could actually have some continuity in the looks. You're you right. Know? Would you rather see Christine sequels or fucking Children of the Corn sequels? Oh right. God. Yeah, if you're willing to do that, why why don't we see something sort of cool? I this agree. was actually a prequel to... Um... Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> In a way, yeah. This is like day one of Maximum Overdrive. <gasps> that then, explains it. Yeah. That explains it, man. That's mm-hmm. why Denny didn't get out of the bulldozer, because he thought the bulldozer would have come to life and attacked them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah, let's do a Stephen King retrospective now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump we right can into do, Maximum um... Overdrive. <laughs> I do want to do it, though. Damn it. I want to do it. Let's do, do it, it. it. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah. Let's do it, it Dave. Oh, let's do it, motherfucker! Let all three of us, let's do it. Let's stop the show right now and do it. Oh, you can't! Or... You can't top Ryan Murphy, man. 
Oh, oh wait that's a minute. That's true. Yeah. Oh, oh, you guys meant the movie did. I'm sorry. I thought Matt, you said you wanted the three of us to do it. Oh, we can finally. Oh, okay. No, I mean that's... all of us have like sex. Mahoney's... Oh, okay. You did mean that. Well, yeah. Mahoney, will hey, take Mahoney get in on this. <laughs> no, I don't want him in on it. <laughs> Mahoney, get that shirt off. Oh, it, it's already oh, off. Never mind. <laughs> Mahoney, baloney tits. I've been I've been digging Mahoney lately, man. Mm-hmm. I'm totally yeah, no. yeah, I'm okay what... with Mahoney. Yeah, what did he say on Facebook the other day? Bloody uh, Valentine's birthday. Saved by the bloody bell or something like that. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Mahoney's uh, Ma- he's hanging Mahoney. on. Yeah. I'm down with Mahoney. I'm down, down. Yeah, Creepers down is going to make a new down. song. No, he's yeah. down with Mahoney instead yeah, of up, down with Up with Mahoney. Instead of saying <laughs> down up with, with Mahoney. Up, up with Mahoney. Right. Or down with him, like, it could be yeah. the same song, but, you know, yo, I'm down with Mahoney. Yeah, know? but he didn't say I'm. He just said down with Mahoney, so we got to add an yes! I'm. So now all he has to do is splice in the word I'm and not do any work. There you go. I'm down with Mahoney. Yeah, there you go. I so, think let... Mahoney and Montgomery should run for the uh, the, the presidential race in 2016. Yeah, fuck yes! Montgomery, man. What Montgomery's nothing. That... He's nothing? Nah, he should compare to Mahoney. He's a vice president. Mahoney's the president, Montgomery's the vice. I could buy that. Maybe uh, the treasurer. Right. Okay. The tre- what is this? The fucking uh, the high school fucking uh, voting? I'm going to be Sergeant at Arms. Down with Mahoney. Down, down with Mahoney. Down with Mahoney. Down, down with Mahoney. Down with Mahoney. Down, down with Mahoney. Down with Mahoney. Down, down. So uh, let's uh, do something that we did the last show, <laughs> and that's give out some awards. Hottest chick, Christine or John Travolta's beard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, those are the options. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I've got to go with Christine. It's at least a chick, right? <laughs> I mean, sure, my dick might not go in there anywhere, but. You we'll can fuck that beard. You can't fuck. Well, you, I guess you could fuck Christine with a tailpipe. We, we talked earlier. Yeah, or just like fold a cushion, or you know, like in between the armrest and the cushion, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you just wrap the seatbelt around your cock and just keep stroking. <laughs> so like some sandpaper. <laughs> um, no. Okay. So yeah, chick you'd like to bang, most like to peel. You got Kelly Preston, the blonde, who's barely in this movie, but <laughs> throwing herself on Dennis. And then you got uh, the the main chick, the brunette, Alexandra Paul, who went on to oh. <laughs> run slowly in Baywatch. And, and you got the MILF. Ooh. She counts. I think you're well, on your... Okay, I mean, sure. All right. Well, she counts in the running. Well, do you guys think that she's unattractive? Yes. Uh, do you? I don't okay. think she's ugly, but I don't think she's attractive. She's just there. Yeah. She's like a mom. Right. Yeah, to me, she's cuter than a Before right MILFs now. were invented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that came around about 97. Got Milf. Yeah. 
I'm just trying to make it a better competition. God, no. <laughs> I got to go with uh, Kelly Preston. I mean, even though <gasps> I'm not, you know, too partial to blondes, but she's she's cuter than than the main lead, I think. <clears throat> Dave goes with the mom. No, no, I do not. Fuck Are you no. sure? No, not at all. Lee is fucking hot. Oh, my gosh. I'm all about her personality, everything about her. Her fucking eyes. She's got the girl next door kind of innocent. Yeah, but the body of a slut. Oh, (laughs) just grabbing on wangs. Yeah, She's hot. I liked her in this movie. I think she's pretty hot. You know, it's funny. There's two shots in this movie where a dick gets grabbed. and What? Two? One's one's by, yeah, one's in the fight. And Mm -hmm. then one whenever they're making out. Oh yeah, she does do a little. Yeah, mm-hmm. honk, honk. she does. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah he's he's going in her shirt. Mm-hmm. She's going for the crotch, or yeah, and that's whenever she freaks out and leaves the car. Yeah, they're thing? necking. Yeah, necking. <laughs> necking. Yeah, what is this? Happy days. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the time you know, going with the oh, yeah. motif of the Christine. You know, that's what she would say. No necking yeah. in my car. What do you say, Alex? Or did you say it right? The hottest chick? Uh, yeah. Preston. Yes, definitely. Wow, I'm the only one with fucking Lee. I, can't I would that. bang Lee. And I, oh, yeah. I see what you mean, but... She's hot, too. Preston's super hot to me. She, Yeah, she's more... Uh, the other girl is more homely looking. Yeah. Homely? Right. Yeah, wow. no, no, I know what he means. Not homely, it's... Uh, yeah, you mean homely? Wholesome, wholesome. She's right? cute where Kelly Preston is hot. Right, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't... Kelly Preston just... Is not attractive to me. I wish she was. She's not unattractive. I guess it's kind of like the thing with the milk for you guys. But she's not unattractive to me. But she doesn't particularly do it for me in the league. She's cute, but she's not in the league. You know. Is it because she fucked John Travolta? (laughs) I don't know. You can find out what his dick smells like. (laughs) (laughs) What did Jason? He would let you know what it tastes like, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what's her name? I I like brunettes better anyway. Usually, Mm -hmm. so. So there you have it. Yeah. All right. Well, how about the banana split? The best kill. Um, this is, I mean, I, I guess if Michael J were here, he would say that Christine dying at the end probably. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, yeah, the kills, you can't necessarily say they're too unique. Um, I don't know. It's tough. You don't think I'm... they're unique? I think they're unique. I just think, that, I mean, what other movie have you seen them? The one guy get crushed by the car in that one yeah. situation where it squeezes in. The other with a burning car running fucking somebody down. Yeah, Danelle. that's just a, that's what I'm thinking of. A, a car just neat. running somebody down. That happens like three times. Right. <clears throat> I'm going to go with the old man, Darnell, getting crushed. Well, I mean, it's the most um, torturous type of kill. You know, it's slow. You could just see your death coming, you know, so... I'm going to go with the black guy in the beginning that just goes in the car with the cigar and is, is found dead. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because of his eyes when he falls out of the car? Good. <laughs> no, I'm 100% behind you on that, man. I, I'm, I'm, Dar- Darnell's kill is great. I like the whole way it's set up. And how you see the chair fucking sliding up those those tracks on the bottom. It's like a roller coaster going up. The- <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, and my the God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's Boney Maroney being played and everything else. I like that. The guy's crushed to death. And you're like, I is this still going up? When the <laughs> fuck is the dropping? I hate roller coasters, man. I swear to God. <laughs> the 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 ride up is the worst part. Once oh. it gets going, it's fine. It's like oh. acid. 
<laughs> the ride up is the worst part. Yeah, it's kind of bug out city, and then you, yeah, then you get yeah, to. Yeah, the... I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Best kill. Um, how did uh, the straight John Travolta die? I forgot. Oh he wait, he ran him over, and he was like a puddle of a- yeah, yeah, like car. a flaming turd. Yeah, he was a flaming turd. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually not that good, because no. you don't really see him get hit. And then he's just sort of on fire on the ground. Rolling around on fire, yeah. <laughs> no, he wasn't even rolling around. He was just on fire. On <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Right. Instantly. He was he instantly just, dead. Right, and he could have just run off the road at any time, just ran in the field and been okay. He stayed on the road the whole time while the car's behind him. Dumbass. Right. Yeah, he could have run right, run left. But no, I'm going to try to run a fucking a fast flaming car. You know? But it was cool. Uh, look, a, a flaming car <laughs> tries to run over a flaming guy. <laughs> Fabulous! <laughs> All hands on dick. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do respect that scene. The way the car—it's uh, a great scene when it's on fire and it's rolling mm-hmm. up. It looks great. And if Alex, you did make that pick, I wouldn't. You know, I, I'd say that—that's a, a good pick, just because of the whole. The okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. Oh, now you know what? The best kills already because it was so funny when he went through the windshield. <laughs> You think it was and funny? He did die, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was a doubt in my mind to, to to not laugh when he went through that windshield. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought the whole thing, I think the movie, this movie is a tragedy, and I think that just exemplifies it at the end, especially in his dying moments when he's sitting there and he still is only concerned about Christine. He holds out his hand just to caress her one more time. I don't know. It's, it's pretty heavy to me. In, how about in the deleted scene how we see him break down and cry? I don't know. It just it kind of tugged at my heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, but you're talking about the aftermath. I'm talking about as soon as he went flying through the windshield, I laughed. (laughs) Just (laughs) just seeing his body fly through there. You're trying to make me feel guilty about the emotional weight. No, I just Uh, I guess because I've seen the movie so many times that I know what's to come. I never even think about that as being enjoyable. I'm just okay. I don't. I didn't know that. I just had too much invested in the movie. I've seen this movie more than any other Carpenter, except of course for Halloween. Wow. I've just seen it so it's like a comfort movie for me. And it's something great about this movie. You can watch it anytime with anyone. All right. Well, let's get to the ratings and see if uh this is Carpenter or Crappender out of five stars. Uh I'll go first. Severed would, heads. Yeah. <laughs> not stars. Let's make it official. Severed heads. Wouldn't it be bananas? I guess Wouldn't it be like five flaming bananas? engines. <laughs> We're going to change it per movie. We had, yeah. we had all this time to fucking say bananas, and we never did. So obviously, we didn't like the idea. So I figured severed heads just kind of fits in. Severed heads. Five lasers. Just because you coined the phrase, five lasers. Yeah, but the fans are lasers now. The listeners, I should say. Bananas are bananas, and we got banana split and banana we like to peel. Everything can't be bananas, can it? This shit is bananas. B A N A N A S. This shit is bananas. B A N A N A S. It can be and will be. All right. Call it bananas if you want. I'm still saying severed heads. Just in tribute to you, Matt, because you coined that fucking phrase. I'm going to say stars. That's not doing his own coin. That was all for nothing. Fucking two minutes of bullshit. We're back to stars. Let the, let the lasers decide what we should call it. How's that? Lasers. Back. They're like, we don't want to be called lasers. That's stupid. Well, then <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck those fuck shooters. Em. Fuck them. 
Tom Atkins? I say that this is definitely a Carpenter, not a Crappenter movie. I enjoyed it. I liked how it was more of a character piece instead of, um, you know, there's no slashing in this movie. It's about a possessed car, and so it's just kind of a unique thing. But the way that they gave Christine personality through the radio and the effects with the car was all done extremely well. I will say that this, even though this movie is good to great even, it's definitely not Carpenter's best, but it's not his worst. This is, to me, kind of a middle to a high middle of the road for Carpenter. And I will give this movie three out of five severed heads, lasers, bananas, <laughs> stars. Three out of the same the same rating you gave The Fog. I'm surprised. No, I gave that the th- uh, three. That's what you I, said, three. This is a three. I'm I'm sorry. When I said three out of five, I meant three point five out of five stars. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. And I will say four stars straight up. It's a great movie. I've watched it time and time again. And um, I don't know. I just like everything about it. I don't love everything about it. It's not the perfect movie, but you know you can put it in anytime and and watch it with anybody. Like I just said, it's it's a damn good movie. There's really you know, there's very little wrong with it. So, yeah, it's it's four out of five severed heads. Um, I <clears throat> agree with Dave. There is nothing wrong with this movie. It's I know what Matt means. It's not like a stellar. I in a way it is like it's a it's a great entry, but I mean, look, let's face it. I mean, I I don't know if I'm saying something out of line here, but. Carpenter isn't really the greatest director. <gasps> so to me, this is one of his best movies because he has like so many movies I don't like. He's my so, third favorite. Uh, this movie is my third favorite of his. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm trying to say, like, I think this is really good for Carpenter. Um, but I see what Matt is saying. It seems small scale, but technically, I think it's a solid, really well done movie and I think it's performed really well by the the leads um they all played it really good so I give it a four out of five I think it's really good Hmm. yeah see and I agree with everything you said the everything about it it's just maybe the story itself didn't speak to me in a way that it speaks to you guys so that I just didn't connect on that level I was actually this was the film out of all three of these movies that I wanted to see the most because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And I guess my memory of it was different than than my viewing of it this time. So maybe that plays into it. It's great, yep. though. I really like it. I like the characters a lot, and I like the soundtrack. Uh, I like the way it looks. Everything else, I, I just... Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. It's a classic. It really, it's an American classic horror movie, in my opinion. Uh, That was John Carpenter's Christine. Uh, We're going to take a break and be right back with our interview with Sean Gabarine. Don't be in a rush to stick it up your crack. Banana laser. Be right back. This is Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com with all the skinfo from the latest movies. Nude in theaters, Margot Robbie co-stars in the crime drama Focus. The Aussie babe made her nude debut by going full frontal as Leo DiCaprio's wife in 2013's The Wolf of Wall Street. This time she shows off her B cups while betting A-lister Will Smith. Where there's a will, there's a babe. This is the Mr. Skin Minute. 
Nude on HBO, Amanda Peet returns to the skin game on Togetherness. At age 43, Amanda looks better than ever and proves it when she flashes her perky boobs for a lucky Peter Gallagher. Togetherness will leave your pants a mess. And finally, the winners for the 16th Annual Anatomy Awards are now live on MrSkin.com. The breast and brightest from 2014 finally get their chance to shine, and you can check them all out in one handy place. You'll want to thank the Academy and then spank your anatomy. MrSkin.com. Fast forwarding to the good parts. Do you or any member of your family have a problem with monkeys, chimps, or orangutans? Are these pesky primates invading your home, looking for shelter? Does the constant squealing and crying of these pets keep you awake at night? Are you constantly dodging fecal matter being thrown around your house? If this sounds like you and your loved ones, then we have the solution. Banana laser! Never be fearful of your children watching these beasts fornicate or masturbate again. Banana laser! That's right! With Banana You don't have to live with this problem anymore. Just simply aim and pull the trigger. You'll blast, zap, and blow these troublesome monsters to kingdom come. Just three easy payments of $79.99, and this death ray will be on your doorstep in three to six months. Banana laser. fine, quality Filipino craftsmanship made by the most well-trained 10-year-olds. So order Banana today at 314-720-8842 or Bananalazer at gmail.com and also Bananalazer makes the perfect gift for any occasion. Hope to hear from you soon. Just remember Bananalazer. Take your stinky paws off you, you damn dirty ape. All right, Lasers, we're back in the lounge, and we've got we're joined here by a very special guest. Uh, he's king of Action Lab Comics, Mr. Sean Gabarine. Welcome to the lounge, sir. Thanks for having me. Now, Action Lab, how long, how long has that been around? Uh, about five years now. Yeah, we're in our fifth year now. Do you guys do just strictly uh, horror series, or do you guys branch off to other stuff? Uh, we're, we have probably the most diverse comic library uh, that you'd find from a, uh, a mainstream publisher. Well, as mainstream publishing as we are with, you know, we're, we're still one of the smaller companies, but we are... You know, we get national distribution. Any comic store can order our stuff. But I think we have one of the most diverse lines. We have our Action Lab books, which are anything from kid-focused, all-ages reading, up to PG-13. And then our Action Action Lab Danger Zone books, which is anything that's R-rated or above. That's where Puppet Master will be in the Danger Zone. Hmm. I like how uh, there's a warning on the beginning of the... The comic it says, "Warning: This book contains graphic gore and violence uh, perpetrated by pint-sized puppets, or something like that." <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's part of the fun with the Danger Zone is we try to put a little a warning label on the front of every book, and it they're usually you know something tongue-in-cheek, something fun like that. Sometimes they're they're pretty straightforward, but we try to make them fun. Yeah, that's cool, man. Now, are you a a, a fan of the Puppet Masters film series, or is just this just a property that uh, your collaborators like? Or 
I I sought out the license. I'm fan since I saw the I think I saw the first one first actually growing up. Um, I was born in '81, so I was probably eight when the first one came out. So I was watching horror by then. I don't know for sure when I started watching Puppet Master, but once I did, I mean, Full Moon was the first company that you know we started paying attention to growing up. If we went to the video store and saw that Full Moon logo on a, on a movie, we were going to rent that movie. Have so, you seen Trancers? I have indeed, yes. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Trancers fan, yeah. yeah I actually just, just watched it uh, last week on, on the Full Moon streaming. Yeah. Uh, you should uh, make a comic of that next. <laughs> well, we've we've had loose talks about other properties, but it all hinges on how well the first one does. So, so if you know enough people are interested in Puppet Master, we might be able to get to see something like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This now you sent us a a part of this comic. It's not finished yet, right? So, how long does it take you guys from start to finish, from conception to print? I guess to to do one of these. Well, the the first issue takes longer obviously because we have to get all the all the characters down get everything um get the artists approved through full moon um get all that worked out so the first issue is taking a lot longer than they're going to uh the rest of them should take about i'd say four to five weeks per issue with Hmm. with the artists i'm working with they're pretty uh they're pretty good at keeping that that kind of uh deadline they're pretty quick so that's working out well how many artists are involved? Uh, right now, I have just on on the first series here. I have uh, one artist doing the penciling and inking. That would be you know to get to the black and white stage, and then a, a colorist to finish it all off. And then um, these this uh, art team is going to be on the first two arcs, and I'm looking for a to put together a second art team to do the third arc. So that this team can take a little breather, you know, take their time on the fourth arc and get back into it. I got to tell you, I don't, I don't read comics normally, but of course I read this, um, what, what you sent, and right off the bat, just seeing the cover, I was fucking blown away by, by, by the art. I, I thought it was amazing. I, it, it sucked me right in. Really cool how they had the girl with the flashlight, the way the light like emotes. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's such good. Art, I um, you know, it's been years since I read a comic book, but man, I uh, you know, I gotta, yeah. I gotta give them props. It looks and the and, chicks and the are hot. Yeah, and the chicks are hot. Yeah, yeah the guys. Hot. That, yeah, the chicks are hot, man. Yeah, I'm hoping to see some tits later in this issue. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, uh, you rank pretty high in the comic book distribution mm-hmm. world. Right now, yeah, we're in the top 15. I think we hit 13 a couple months ago for um, distribution in the U.S., and that's that's pretty good. If you if you order out of the the same catalog that all the comic stores order in, there are there are dozens and dozens and dozens of you know small time publishers. You have your big guys like your Marvel Marvel DC Image, you know oh. the names that that everybody knows, and then you get into the what's called the back of the catalog, which is the, the guys like like us and smaller. Right. But, yep. but yeah, so- we're in the top with within the top fifteen of of everything. So that's pretty nice. Yeah, to rank so high though, 
because 15 out of you know hundreds or thousands of people doing it what what are your three big sellers like what what else do you uh run um that you that that gives you that stature let's see well we have see let's see like i said we're all over the place so our probably our top seller is a book called zombie tram zombie, <laughs> Which, zombie dream zombie tram oh tram yes oh, sounds hot yeah. <laughs> it's about a uh it's about a high high price call girl who gets turned into a zombie and she uses she uses some kind of magic spells and stuff to make herself look normal from time to time and just all the the crazy things that a zombie <laughs> hooker would get involved in of course yeah. and then on the other end of the spectrum we have we have uh princeless in our action lab side which is basically it's a all ages book it's about this this african american princess who her parents locked her away in a tower to you know be saved by a prince and she decides screw this well she doesn't decide screw this because it's a kids book but she decides forget this and <laughs> saves herself and then goes on a quest to save the rest of her sisters ah dave so dave, yeah yeah <laughs> they're children <laughs> well, I mean, for your daughter Oh, show it to my dog. Not for you. God, you sick fuck. Or for Matt. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm going to, yeah. I've already bought two copies. <laughs> one he dirties up and one that keeps in the cellophane package. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah what, what's yeah. that one called? Princeless? That's yeah, Princeless. Okay, gotcha. I'm, I'm writing that down. <clears throat> how does the, how, pardon me, how do the, like, you know how they got, like, those Friday the 13th comics out and, um... Other 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 horror characters, um, I've seen them just in passing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, how do they sell? Like, wh- are they like in the top fifteen with you guys, or are they? You know, anything that has had the um, the Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw, for the most part, anything that I've seen, they've sold fairly well. But the problem is that the companies that acquire those rights are usually big big companies so for them the numbers they're selling aren't quite what they're looking for oh okay so they're you like, know what i mean yeah they're like a marvel but not exactly they're like a major one but they don't put a whole lot into those particular uh books right yeah like like a subset of dc had um they were doing nightmare on elm street um friday the 13th and texas chainsaw because they're all owned by warner um, so they were, they were doing, um, you know, things with, with them for a while and they were good books. It's just, they didn't care enough about them because they weren't bringing in the numbers that they would want to see on a book. I mean, when you're used to seeing, you know, Superman, Justice League, Batman numbers, and then you get, a, a niche book like, like that, you know, horror in, in comics, you're looking at a niche market inside of a niche market, you know? Yeah, very small, huh? Right, but I mean, you get enough. There, there's enough of us who who read them that you know the numbers are good enough. They're they're devoted fans and everything, but for the big big guys, it's it's not big enough. Hmm. Yeah, fuck them. They don't deserve it. Then I agree. You know, <laughs> you're passionate about the genre. You you should you know that people like you should and and are involved, and that that's what's cool about it. 
Yeah. Now, uh, this comic is not going to be postponed until 2016, is it? <laughs> no, it is not. Okay, good. No, the first issue will be out in March. Oh, really? Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's available for pre-order right now. Um, so any comic store, or if you go to like a, a web service like dcbservice.com, you could order it there. And uh, what's nice about doing it online is those places ship straight to your door. They usually give you a good discount. So, I mean, I'm still I still go to my local comic store every week. That's just you know that's just the way I am. I like I like that experience. I like to go and flip through new stuff. And hey, it's like the old video stores. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Actually, still have them for comic books. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have a projection? Like what numbers you think you're going to get, and uh, when you worked out the deal, I guess you figured all that out. Uh, we we have some some base numbers that we'd like to see. Um, should be finding out next week the um, the early numbers on what we're getting with it, and so we'll you know fingers crossed see how it goes. Hmm. Uh, what do you think? How many pages are there going to be in your book? Well, each issue is a 22 page story. Okay. And right now I have um, we the deal is for thirty issues, and that's that's over a three year span, um, and that's at least you know and and at that point we have the option to on both sides we have the option to agree to go our separate ways or keep publishing. So as long as things go good, we can keep moving. But uh, yeah, right now each issue's twenty two pages. I have. I, when I start writing something, I like to know where it's ending. So I have the entire 30-issue thing, you know, bullet-pointed, you know, real basic plot lines to get me there. I have probably about the first 20 of it solid outline. So I, I know where that 30 will end if that's where the series ends. If we can publish more, then I'll, you know, then I can always <laughs> expand. But... I know yeah, where, where I want the story to go. It's every issue is going to be consecutive, building on top of the story. Correct. Oh but wow! That sounds but cool. at the end of each arc, like like this first story arc is three issues long, and it takes place with a group of, group of teens using the um, the Bodega Bay Inn as like a party spot. It's been long abandoned, and you know it's just sitting there. So they decide, you know, let's go hang out at the haunted mansion, and um, so. Obviously, you know, group of teens in the inn, they get, you know, on the wrong side of the puppets. Now, what what is that? <laughs> is that like Crystal Lake for this series? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Um. So by the time this issue's done, the majority of those kids aren't going to be alive. So the next story arc. Spoiler. Well, <laughs> well, I, don't I, get it now. I think that's <laughs> pretty much any horror. <laughs> so the next story arc moves on to something else but it builds off of what was set up in the first story arc hmm. so there will be reoccurring characters and the puppets are obviously the central focus of everything but yeah it all been oh now here's the thing are you guys going to create your own uh puppets or are you only using the ones that already exist uh there might be a few created puppets cool that <laughs> oh, sounds really? like fun to t- think of just weird crazy as uh New villains. Yeah, yeah. Did you? We uh... should have a banana laser one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a banana with legs and lasers coming out. Lasers. Of yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sells yeah. itself. 
You gotta try. But I gotta say, those guys look really good. I mean, they look just like the, um, you know, I can't believe, uh, once again, how, how good the uh, the artwork is. They look just like, you know, the the characters I remember from the series. Just, yeah. yeah, even their shirts wow. are the same. Yeah, Michaela's been really, she's really kicking ass on this book. I mean, there's, you know, the artwork has been phenomenal from the first first thing I had her do was do some character sketches of the puppets, and I mean, they're they're just they all turned out great. Now, did you get your balls busted by uh, Full Moon? Like, you're not representing one of the puppets correctly or anything like that? Not at all. No, yeah. they've, been, <laughs> they've been very happy with everything we've done so far. They've been really, you know, real supportive of it. They've been really open about letting me do the stories I want to tell. I haven't gotten much pushback on, on many things at all yet. So, fingers crossed that stays that way because I've heard some horror stories about other licensed properties, but... This has been going really well so far. Jason doesn't run, idiot! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can see King Paramount coming down with an iron fist. Or whatever. <laughs> Freddy's glove is on his left hand! <laughs> yeah, I guess as long as you're not doing anything too crazy, like, uh, you know, speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street, like, not having Freddy with a without a glove and knives coming out of his fingers, you know, you're not doing anything that different, so you should be okay. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah and he's not, like, showing up at pool parties while everyone's awake. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's canon. <laughs> that's a canon film right there. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Well, as, uh, so, obviously you're a comic book fan. You've been that way your whole life, I'm assuming. That's why you got into this. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, a, and a horror fan as well. Uh, but what other kinds of, of film or horror films and, and styles that are you into? Stuff like that. Uh, horror films and stuff, I love... Uh, man, my, my main genre to go to is slashers. I love any, yeah. any slasher films. I, I don't care if it's, you know, high budget, low budget, whatever it is, you know, I, I'll sit down, I'll watch it, I'll enjoy it regardless. Mm -hmm. Um... I also like anything like the, um, say, like, you know, obviously the classics like Exorcist and Psycho and that kind of stuff. But when you get to, um, like, Spiral, I love the movie Spiral. I know a lot of people who didn't dig it, but that's that's a real good one for me. Uh, High Tension, another one that I love, a lot of people have issues with, but I'm cool with. Yeah, it's funny. I, you know, that movie always trips me up because it's got such an alarming twist that I feel like if it came out today, people would fucking, they would not go for it. They'd be like, nope, doesn't make sense, blah, blah, blah. But it came out at like the perfect time for people to receive it, I think. It's odd with that film. Right, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and that spiral, that's, uh, who, who did that? That sounds Adam familiar. Green. Yeah, Is yeah, it? Oh, Green, okay. and um, I always forget the other guy's name. Oh, Joe Lynch. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It has the uh, it has the guy from Hatchet starring, yeah. it, right? Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen that one. Awesome. Well, Wait, do you Matt, think... I have a quick question? Yeah. What if a podcast wanted to have a page in your comic book in the middle of the book, like an advertisement? What would that cost? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't deal with the uh, with, with uh, five that. large. But I can get you in I can get you in touch with who does. Like, what if we just plug your comic book? Would you be willing to throw a page in there if we just mention you on the show? <laughs> I can't say that I'd be opposed to that, but I don't know what our money guys would say. How oh, about how about Action people? Action Lab presents <laughs> Banana Laser? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, as long as those kids keep plugging in quarters, it gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hello, awesome. Matt, and right on, Dave. <laughs> awesome. Where can people find your stuff? Find you know online. Where can people pre-order this Puppet Master rag and and, and other stuff that you've done? Well, you can go to actionlabcomics.com for any information on any of our properties um we also have the facebook page they have the twitter going on i don't deal with that with twitter at all i'm very twitter illiterate so um you can find me on facebook sean gabarain i always am posting you know pictures or whatever i can can from the book whatever i've approved to post um you you can pre-order at any comic store you can just go in and tell them you want the, the Puppet Master comic from Action Lab, and they'll be able to pull it right up. Or, like like I said, online services like dcbservice.com, um, they'll be available digitally at you know any any digital retailer. Like Comixology is the big one. That's probably the easiest one to get it from once once it's ready. Uh, but awesome. yeah, and obviously you know if people can pre-order it, that's great because that's the that's the best way for us to keep it going. You know, obviously the stores can order as many copies as they want, but if they don't sell, it doesn't do us any good. You know? Right on. So any fans of Puppet Master, you guys got to check this out. Our fans of comics or horror in general, because we've seen the first half of this book, and it looks pretty badass. So I'm excited to see the rest of it. Um, Sean, thanks for coming into the lounge, man. Really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck in the future, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Don't be in a rush to stick it up your crack. Banana Laser will be right back. My name is X. And I'm Cootie. Please consider us your high priest. And priestess. Of satanic cinema. Join us on our podcast, Kiss the Goat, which will drag your soul through some of the finest. And worst. Devil movies of the last 50 years. Devils and demons, exorcisms and possessions. Cults and rituals, dogs and cats living together. Is that a devil movie? Maybe. Sort of. I don't know, babe. We'll talk about it later. Join us on the Horrorphilia Podcast Network every other week as we don our hoods and cloaks and... Kiss... Kiss... The the goats. It's a hell of a good time. I knew you were going to say that. Of course you did. It's in the script. 72 movies that shocked a nation and made an infamous list the video nasties hi i'm duncan mcleish and you can join me and my co-host andy blockley hello hello as we chat about the 72 films reviewing them all from the video nasty list live on our podcast tell them about andy okay 1982 20,000 films were seized in London alone because they were too nasty to be watched. Come and find out why. That's right. The show's called Doing the Nasty Podcast. You can find it exclusively on the Horror Delia Network of Podcasts. Come and check us out.
All right, guys. So that wraps up episode 43 of Banana Laser, um, our second installment in our John Crappender retrospective. And uh, thank you guys for joining us. And I hope you're there for the next one where we cover The Thing. The, I think it's no surprise that most of us on this panel really like that movie, so I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, but you guys get involved as well. Um, if you have opinions about Christine or The Fog, or better yet, The Thing, uh, we'll play them on the air. We'll, um, we'll read your emails, your, listen to your voicemails, and talk about it on the air. So get involved. Send us an email at bananalazergmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 314-720-8842. And get involved, lasers. As always, you can join our Facebook page and talk to us there in real time. If you got opinions or want to show us a picture of your dick or anything like that, check us out there. So, so I'm, I'm into those. Everybody mm-hmm. didn't oh, yeah. that dick show. Picks? oh, yeah. Yep. Helix isn't the dick pics. Yeah. Right. As long as you're not a 10, he's into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about four two? I just noticed that the last two digits of the I did, I didn't just notice it, but the last two digits of our phone number are are four two. Did you pick that intentionally uh, because of forty two? Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Subconsciously, I probably did. Look at this guy go. It, it's all forty two guys. Wow. Even nice. episode forty three. Yep. Still forty two. It's yes. just like Dave. He's always forty years old. It's true. <laughs> Imagine if he was always forty two. <laughs> so this this episode's like 42B because we're doing one retrospective so it should be actually 42 42B 42C and then we'll continue on afterwards. Yeah, 42D no. 42E. No, cuz once we're done with the retro we F. go back to 43. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But we're not going to do it. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next time lasers with John Crappenders, The Thing. Yes! Death to the shitters of the world in Thank you for listening to the Banana Laser Podcast. Please be sure to check out Horophilia.com for a full archive of all of our previous episodes, as well as other great podcasts like The Skeleton Crew, My Bloody Podcast, and many more. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Banana Laser Show. Also, join our Facebook group page at facebook.com slash groups slash Banana Laser. That's where the real lasers come out. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, where we post trailers, movies, and more. Interact with us. Please send us a voicemail at 314-720-8842. Or send us an email at bananalazer at gmail.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Again, thanks for listening, and keep on banana-ing-ing.
Her shit is bananas. B A N A N A S. Her shit is bananas. B A N A N A S. It can be and will be. Banana laser wins every time.